started as any other day. Ay, ay, ay. Mob, you looking hot as fuck out there. Hot as fuck. Because <laughs> spring is springing, baby, and allergies are aplenty. How are your allergies doing? But it's fucking cold as fuck out there right now. I know. It's so weird. Allergies it, are fine. It was hot. I don't. And then it was cold. Like, really yeah, cold. Yeah, it felt like it was spring, and spring was springing, or the it spring did. had sprung. Yeah. And then another cold wave came through I in mean, April. The plants thought it was, was springing. Mm-hmm. Like the mob was looking hot as fuck out yeah, there. Everybody's there. looking real hot out there. And their dresses and their whatever y'all wear out there. Y'all's clothes. Suntans and, and just sunglasses. And your, your personalities. And, yeah. All that. All that shit. And allergies started for me already, which sucks. I so didn't know I you, know. you dealt with that. Yeah. I don't really get allergies. It's just for a little bit of time. I don't, it's, I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I guess it's pollen, but. Yeah. When the pollen is pollen. There's a lot of it. Mm hmm. My allergies come a calling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As they do. Yeah, as they do. Well, you already heard him, and I have Matt the counsel with me as always. Well, how are you doing? Well, I think we allergies. just kind of talked about that. You know, it's cold out there, but I'm doing well. <laughs> we just have the ready, same segment ready, over again. Yeah, ready. <laughs> just say the same All that thing. shit we just said. How are your allergies? <laughs> uh, my allergies are fine. I don't usually, I don't get allergies. <laughs> I do. I suffer from. All right, and I'm Josh, blazed and blessed, and everything else in between like everything bagel a little bit of everything with like um salmon uh i don't like salmon and like, you like salmon? well you know how like, like some people eat bagels with oh like yeah no salmon no on salmon locks yeah yeah. Oh. yeah 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 um that's like you know delis and shit like yeah that. you don't fucks with uh seafood no i don't uh, the only seafood, nothing shrimp so this is what i tell people the only seafood i like baby hush puppies and they go that's not, that's, that's seafood. not seafood. seafood that's exactly Exactly. That's the exact situation every time. And I know that. It's a joke. I like some fish, yeah. I do like some fish. The milder fish. I like catfish. Yeah. I like like flounder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like whatever the fuck fish sticks are made out of. Do you like salmon? I do not like salmon. It's too fishy for me. Really? Yeah. I like tuna. I do like tuna. I like Like, tuna. Do you like tuna when it's mashed up in those cans? Yeah, but I also like tuna on sushi, though. Because it's so mild. It's just mild. Sushi? Mm Mm-hmm. Like raw fish? Yeah, I can eat tuna, raw fish. You talking about those sushi. rolls? So I guess I do kind of like some fishes. Right. Yeah. I guess I do. Huh. There you Look go. at that. We learned something today. Yeah. You eat crab? I, I do. Or I lobster? Eat cra- like crab. Um, well, I guess it might be imitation crab. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I kind of do like it sounds seafood. sounds like you do eat a lot of seafood. No, not a lot. Not a lot. I do not like. Okay, let's do this. I don't like shrimp. I hate shrimp. You don't like shrimp? No. They can be good. They can be bad. I think when I think of seafood, you just immediately think of shrimp. And I do not like shrimp, so I just say I do not like seafood. But you like but many other crab things. legs and lobster? I don't know. No, I don't really no. fuck with, no. Maybe a lobster roll if somebody. What about crab cakes? Crab cakes? I've had some good ones. Right. It can be really good. Uh, yeah. And I've had some, some no-nos. Yeah. Well, that's always a chance with seafood yeah speaking of seafood today we have random stories of fucked up ways to die dolphin have you ever eaten dolphin <laughs> never eaten dolphin hmm. um don't, don't 
dolphin? You don't eat dolphins, dude. Come on. People eat dolphins. Okay. Well, I don't. You eat sharks? I have eaten a shark. Yes. Is it? What does it taste like? It's not very good. Okay. Is it tough? Um, it was chewy and it's very. Uh, it's a terrible flavor. Like very okay. like fishy. Okay. Well, and <laughs> just like this conversation today, <laughs> today's theme has no real. Um, no real uh, theme throughout. Just uh, just insanity and, and cautionary tales. As usual, Mob, you're welcome. We just like to inform you out there and just let you know ways to just be careful. So without further ado, here is another one, Bites the Dust. Our first bite is titled Simple Foreshadowing. Happened May of 2013 on a Carnival Spirit cruise ship. Carnival Spirit cruise ship. Mm. Not a Carnival cruise ship. Sorry. Okay. It's well. It's a par- carnival. It's part of carnival. It's but it's called the spirit. It's, it's, it's a carnival spirit. That's right. Headline is naked and afraid. Newly engaged couple Paul Rosington, thirty, and Kristen Schroeder, twenty-seven, both died while traveling aboard the Carnival Spirit cruise ship in May of two thousand thirteen. They were seen and heard arguing at dinner, and were also caught on security cramp on security cameras arguing in the ship's casino shortly before they took their argument back to their cabin. Mm. Now stop. What do you think happened? Uh, they're having a big argument. Mm. It's ongoing throughout the night. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Great guess, dude. Yeah, you're exactly right. Because security cameras show Mrs. Schroeder climbing over the balcony railing of her cabin and clinging onto the outside of it before slipping away to the fifth level balcony. From the fifth level balcony? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. She tumbled downward and her upper body struck level three. So from five to three. Right. And then a lifeboat, which she did not grab. Before she fell into the ocean. So she just kind of bounced off of these yeah. lower floor decks and the boat. Yeah. And down into the ocean. Mr. Rosington, who was naked at the time, was seen by security cameras diving into the sea. Dick out and everything. Into the Tasman Sea. Into the Tasman Sea to be exact. Thank you, sir. Thank you to be exact. Yeah. This wasn't just any sea. It was the Tasman <laughs> Sea. And his dick was out. Uh, as he went into the ocean to try to save his fiance, I think to try to kill her. Actually, I think she was afraid and uh, running away from. <laughs> they him. were they were going to continue their argument into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, they did, and to, into the next life as well, because they both were never found. Um, yeah, they were never found. And yeah, they, what they was that argument about? Until, they just took it into eternity immediately. <laughs> like, how scared do you? They escalated it into into their demise. How? Yeah, and if you're in a okay, so this, this guy's naked, and I guarantee you he was in a fucking full outrage. It scared his wife so bad that she just jumped off the fucking <laughs> ship, pretty much. Was it that? That's crazy. Was it that, or was it her escalating the drama of the argument? Like, oh yeah, well I'll just jump out the uh, fucking oh, window. I'll hang off the fucking balcony, bitch. Yeah. What are you gonna do? And did and that? And he's like, oh my god, I'm naked. And then, and then jumps in after her. Yeah. Oh. Why jump? You know what? That's. I think the jumping in after her was a legitimate attempt to rescue her. Yeah. But it was a very stupid (laughs) thing to do. Or to continue to try to kill her. (laughs) Or to to continue the argument. Yeah. Hey, I'm not done arguing with you. Um, What's the lesson learned? Mine is that cruise ships are the absolute worst place ever. To get in a fight with somebody that you're there with, and that'd be awful. You can't get away. Mm-hmm. You could just go to the other end of the cruise ship, 
and then but you know yeah still on the same vessel yeah my lesson is don't go to bed angry <laughs> but that means you should try to work things out before going to bed not jump out the fucking window yeah. into the ocean that's right <laughs> is chivalry dead absolutely not not in this case he was gonna go get her he wanted no. to get his woman yes he no, wanted to be per, a hero. Precautionary, like lifeboats and floaties. Put clothes even. back on. No, no, no clothes. I'm going to slide right through this fucking water like a snake. <sighs> I'm going to turn to Aquaman. Just fucking grab And then he immediately starts start freezing. And he's dead immediately. Some, shark, some sharks came by and tore him apart. Oh, he didn't even hit the fucking water. A shark just jumped out and, and <laughs> grabbed him right out of the fucking air. <laughs> Two sharks did. Like one, they ripped him, they ripped ripped him in half. half. Uh, and the lady survived. She ended up climbing back on the <laughs> She's ship. Like, I'm fine. What, <laughs> the, what fuck? the fuck? Where's my husband? <laughs> I wasn't gonna argue with him. <sighs> All right, moving on. Our next fight <laughs> is titled "He Play Too Much." Happened July of 1993. <laughs> July of 1993 in Toronto. It happened in the July of 1993. <laughs> That's right. The headline is "Man Checks Himself to Death." Uh, have you ever heard this one before? before I've read it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. On this? On this? I, I read your script. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if you've ever heard. I actually heard of the story. It's crazy. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a crazy story. Yeah. All right. Gary Hoy. Again. Oi, oi, oi. All Gary's out there, man. Gary's. You got to watch out for those guys. But you got to watch out for them. Yeah. They're interesting folks. Gary Hoy had a habit of body checking windows to demonstrate their tensile strength in front of an impressionable youth's. <laughs> Stop. He just loved getting can young we, people. Can we unpack that for a second? All the young people, all the young people, get up here now. I have to show you. He this had window. a habit. <laughs> he had a habit of body checking windows to demonstrate their tensile strength in front of impressionable yep. youths. Look at this window. That is insane. Do you think I could, do you think I could break this window? Do you think this window is unbreakable? They're like, you know, any window can break, sir. Any window can break. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, sir. I do think it's breakable. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm Gary fucking Hoy, and he just runs. And then and he pulls out a hockey stick. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> they can't stop the Hoy. You can't stop the. And then he, <laughs> he checks goes, it like chips a Hoy, chips, and just checks the fucking window. Anyway, zig zag, zig zag, Hoy, 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 a partner of Holden Day Wilson. And a wannabe hockey player worked on the 24th floor of the building. He was clearly impressed by the skyscraper's workmanship. However, his habit of slamming into windows as a testament to the structure was never approved by any of known building code in the world. <laughs> yeah, no. They didn't write never, that one in there. Yeah, never had anybody just been yeah. like, is this one? Okay, listen. Body listen. checking. <laughs> Is this, can I body check this window, or is it going to I break? need to come over uh, between 4 and 6 to perform a body check of your, uh, <laughs> right. of your windows. Write it in the code, man. On July 9th, 1993, he was entertaining a group of, again, impressionable students. Young impressionable students with his old tricks on the 24th floor. Ugh. While the window in question held through one run of hoy battering. <laughs> <laughs> the hoy battering. And it's insufferable. I told you so. The <laughs> he's a dick about it. He's he's not only like trying to show up in front of these kids. He's also like a a dick about yeah, it. Yeah, he's like I fucking told, told you, you. Told you the goddamn windows. Watch this. He's probably like is like real tough about like when he when he checks the window. Yep. Except on his second attempt, the glass did not break, 
It popped out of the frame, though, and sent him into a free fall. He, he fucking checked the shit out of yep. it. He fought 24 stories down because he's a damn fucking idiot. But he's, he, you know, that's, how, that's Hoy. That's Gary Hoy for you. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a Hoy for you right there, boy. Uh, I wonder, like, when he went through that window and was going down, I wonder, like, what he thought about all his window body check-in days. Yeah. And to, I bet he was like, that was fucking stupid. I see that now. <laughs> On the way down, yeah, his whole life. That was his first, <laughs> I swear to God, that was his first thought when he went through that window. I was like, oh, oh man. shit, that was stupid. His whole life flashed before me. It was just flashes of him <laughs> slamming in the fucking windows <laughs> in front of impressionable young people. Hey, boom, boom, just over and over. He's like, I'm a fucking idiot on the way down. And, and to his disappointment, the glass shattered on the sidewalk right before. And he got to see it right before he fucking just smashed all over the goddamn was, sidewalk. Yeah. So. And it was a, yeah, 24th floor. That's yeah. not high enough. It's not high there, enough. There's we a zone. Last week. That's not we high need enough. To like, we need to like figure out what that zone is where it's high enough. You're definitely going to die, but not high enough for you to pass out or die on the way down. Yeah. And that's the, that's the macabre zone. <laughs> the macabre zone. Oh man. What a guy. What a guy. Lesson learned is stop naming your kids. Gary, stop it. Well, just be careful. Cause they're going to, they're going to live an interesting life. They're going to be interesting. And you know, that can, go, just, that can go a lot of ways. They might just fly out of a fucking window in front of impressionable youths. <laughs> okay, well, my lesson learned, they say when God closes a door, he opens a window. <laughs> Unfortunately, Gary didn't notice the guy had just closed the door and instead body checked the now open window. <laughs> I'm sure he and God are having a good chuckle about it in heaven now. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, what a life, Gary. What a life. Yeah. Gary, you're a hero, buddy. Really, I think it was not a failure of the glass. It was just uh, the hoy. He just had it. He was such a, a fucking excellent body checker. He was a hoy boy. He was a hoy boy. <laughs> and I tell you what, we're hoy boy. <laughs> we're hoy boys now. We're we're hoy boys. If you're a fan of hoy out there, you're a hoy boy. <laughs> hoy boys for life. Hoy boys forever, man. Yeah, and for life. Our next bite is titled The Chicken of the Sea. Happened 2012 in California. Headline is Bumblebee the Tuna. Bumblebeanie, Bumblebeanie, Bumblebeanie. <laughs> in 2012, 62 year old Mr. Jose Molina had been assigned to fix some of the chains inside of the 35 foot long oven in a Bumblebee tuna factory. He was inside when one of his own co workers turned on the oven and then proceeded to dump around six tons of tuna inside. So, no problem so far. Just eat your way out. No, I, there's a problem so far. Okay. Six tons? Six tons. That that's is a lot. lot. That's, a, that's that's too much tuna. <laughs> that's right. We'll steal that somehow shit. Somehow I did not see that coming, but that we'll was steal. great. Okay. Mr. Molina had no means of escape because he could not eat through six tons of tuna. And he was cooked inside of the 270-degree mm. oven along with the tuna for two whole hours. Wow. Mm-hmm. So he, I mean, they could have packaged and and canned him. They have, canned and well, packaged. Well, let's let's uh, let's read on and see what happens. His coworkers discovered his charred body after they realized his car was still in the parking lot, and he was declared dead by firefighters who arrived on the scene. Now, now, can you <laughs> can you imagine you're the closer of this of the Bumblebee Tuna Factory, and you're like, okay, man, this was 
you know what? We had a great shift tonight. Jose Molina, he man, that guy is a superstar here. Bumblebee <laughs> we'll Tuna. <laughs> and you you walk into the parking lot, and you're like, all right, guys, see you tomorrow. And you're just like, uh, uh, <laughs> probably making a joke like, you can't tune a guitar, <laughs> but you can tune a fish. Locking up, walking to the parking lot, and you see Jose's car. And then you think to yourself, no way, Jose. <laughs> Jose! Jose was still in the oven with the tuna. Poor guy. After looking into Mr. Molina's death, uh, whew, after looking into Mr. Molina's death, it was found that Bumblebee hadn't been reporting their worker injuries, including a severed finger and a fractured skull, which had occurred due to safety violations. The company, the plant's director of operations, and the safety manager were each charged with three felony counts of safety violations causing death. Bumblebee tuna had to pay over $6 million in damages. Wow. So, you know, they do not have a very uh, clean operation going at Bumblebee Tuna, which is crazy because they make most of the tuna. I know. Now I don't want to eat that shit. I never wanted to eat Yikes. that shit. Yikes. Yeah, I don't really eat that much Bumblebee Tuna anyways. Um, I don't really like Bumblebees. I, I can't do fish out of a can. Yeah. Um, lesson learned here is that they cook tuna for two hours before they can it. So that's interesting. My lesson learned is you play with tuna, you might get burned. Also, don't ever climb into an oven. Ever. And don't trust if your they, If they say, if they're like, hey, we need you to climb in there to, to fix some chains or whatever the hell he's doing. Yeah, he's fixing chains. Like, oh, I'm not doing that. They're like, oh, well, you're fired. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Fuck it. I'll find another job. Tell, well, if I'm going in here, you better tell Tony that I'm in here because last time he tried to cook me for two hours. Yeah. Tony's or, a fucking or, idiot. Or we're all going in there, motherfuckers. All of us are going to go in there and fix the chain. That's what I said. That's, that's, that's actually a better idea. Everybody in the company, yeah, <laughs> get in this fucking, get in oven. The fucking oven. There's no we're, chance that anyone <laughs> can push the fucking button. And if it happens, we're all in here together. So, you know what? I like that idea better. Yeah. Huh. Next bite <laughs> is titled Story Worth a Hill of Beans. Happened 2012 in Colorado. Headline is Bean There, Done That. Raymond Segura had worked for the Kelly Bean Company for over 12 years without incident until one day. The overhead conveyor belt he was monitoring malfunctioned. The conveyor belt was used to transport pinto beans in a large bulk quantities, and due yeah. to the malfunction, Mr. Segura became trapped under falling beans. Mm. <laughs> so it just started raining beans. It's raining beans. beans. Hallelujah, it's raining pinto beans. Hey, <laughs> <A> beans. <laughs> so he's just got like... <laughs> Oh, man, you got me on that one, dude. I really, I enjoyed that. So he just got like, like an avalanche of beans. He got an avalanche of beans on him. When he did not respond to inquiries about his status, workers were sent to investigate and saw a mountain of beans. Oh, shit. Once it was realized that Mrs. Segura had become trapped under the beans, over 50 emergency personnel, as well as inmates from a local jail came to his aid. It took over an hour to dig Mrs. Segura out from the 20 foot pile of beans yeah. that have fallen on top of him. Yeah. Maybe not a mountain, but that's a big hill of beans. Dude, that's a hill of beans. And I said, when you, when you have to open the jail next door to get help. Hey, and Hey inmates, you're all heroes, buddy. You're all heroes, buddy. I mean, except for whatever you did to wind up in prison, <laughs> but you did help Mr. Segura. But that was nice of y'all to come over and help out. And you can, you can take all the beans with you. Yeah. But unfortunately, by the time they reached him, Mr. Segura had already passed away. 
though it was unknown if it was due to lack of oxygen or the impact. It could have been both, man. I mean, right. you get knocked out and you suffocate. Yeah. I mean, God damn, a 20-foot pile of pinto beans. How many do you think that is? Millions? Oh, it's, yeah, maybe trillions. Maybe a higher <laughs> number. God, zooks, man. Uh, okay. An inquiry was put into place concerning the malfunction of Maybe the Maybe like one of those belt. numbers where it's like times 10 to a certain uh, to degree. A certain degree. Yeah. Like how far the uh, sun is Yeah, away. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, an inquiry. I mean, it's a 20-foot pile. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. They, took, they asked about it at the Kelly Bean Company. Mm-hmm. Um, the did incident, they hold a raffle for who could guess closest? They did. They <laughs> how, many de- <laughs> how many beans it took to kill uh, Mr. Segura? And actually, Mr. Segura won. They buried the money with them. It was ultimately ruled an accident, and Mr. Segura's family wanted to sue, but not for the malfunctioning conveyor belt, but because the company kept referring to Mr. Segura as a has-been. Oh, man. The lesson learned is never forget that beans, beans, the musical fruit, the more you eat them, the more you toot. There you go. And okay, uh, beans are not, in fact, a fruit though. So I don't know why that is. Uh, it rhymes. I get it. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite bean? Bean bags. <laughs> and, and also, they say beans are good for your heart, but they're not so good for your lungs. That's right. <laughs> no, they're good for your kidneys. Hey, yo, kidney beans. That was a ki- nope. That was a shit kidney bean joke. Sorry. That's oh, my favorite bean, jelly beans. Thank you. You and Ronald Reagan. Oh God! I'd be like you're a big Reagan guy, aren't you? No. The next fight <laughs> is the close, close call, call, close call of the week. week. It's titled "Is this a body bag? Or are you just happy to see me?" Happened August 2020 in Michigan. The headline is "Not again." In August of 2020, after being declared dead, a 20-year-old Tamisha Bochamp. 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 That's a hell Bochamp. of a cool name. Mm-hmm. Tamisha Bochamp. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Tamisha Bochamp. <laughs> okay. This girl died. She went to a Michigan funeral. Funeral home. <laughs> a fucking funeral home in Michigan. <laughs> an employee an employee preparing to embalm her unzipped the body bag in which she had been placed, only to see her corpse staring back at him. Jeffrey Figer, the family's attorney, said, quote, they were about to embalm her. Had she not opened her eyes, they would have begun draining her fucking blood. Damn, <laughs> and then she would have been dead. Yeah. And they would have not even realized it. They wouldn't have known until they cut her and then she would have screamed, possibly. No, they would have drained her blood. She'd have died when oh, they right. did that. And they might not even realize They would just drain the life out of her. That's fucking crazy. Paramedics responding to the family's call for assistance upon finding Bochamp unresponsive pronounced her dead when they could not revive her after she stopped breathing. So... Fair enough. I mean, you know, that's what usually that's usually what happens. You stop breathing, your heart stops, and you you're declared dead. Right. So fair enough. She was hospitalized in critical condition on a ventilator. The, respond, the responders insisted that they followed proper protocols, and officials said that Bochamp's undisclosed medical history was the reason her body had been released without additional forensics examination. Mm-hmm. The city of South Michigan has been sued for fifty million dollars for Bochamp's wrongful death declaration. And the four paramedics who were on the scene were also being sued, which I don't think that's fair. Bochamp's shortage of oxygen inside the body bag, the lawsuit contends, caused her to suffer brain damage. So mm. that sucks. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. 
If you're declared dead, though, and you got to be put in a body bag, that's just the rules. Yeah. Well, you know, I was still thinking about that part with them draining her blood. Because I had some blood drawn uh, recently. And, dude, like, I almost, like, blacked out. Yeah. Has that happened to you? Have I've you never, ever, like, donated blood or anything like that? Mm-hmm. I've never given blood, but I have almost blacked out just from literally standing up too fast. Yeah. Like, oh, well, that's, happened legit. Me, that's happened to me before, too. You were there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. It was hot. It was so fucking hot. It was fucking day. hot. We had the, the saw the on the ground. So yeah. we were, like, squatting down and then standing up upright too fast. Yeah. And I was like, oh, were, like, I fucking, like, just passed right the fuck like, out. I think we're done for the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but the deck looks good. Deck looks great. You know what? I'll put pictures of it on this week since we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I don't think the paramedics should get sued. I don't, I don't like that. They're just, if you're, if your heart's not beating anymore and you're not revived, you're fucking dead. Yeah. Right? It's hard to like, so I guess, so she, I mean, she quit breathing, but her brain was still functioning. So she was going to already suffer brain like serious brain injury. she's not gonna yeah. be the same again after this. yeah no no matter what well here's the thing lack of lack of oxygen in a body bag okay but if you stop breathing on your right own, she's not breathing your brain's already dying when you're right. not breathing your brain's dying so right. you know before they even put her in the body bag right you only, you only have like minutes yeah. for you to not be getting oxygen to your brain it's cool she's alive but here's my here's my lesson learned is a body bag company should just make zippers on both sides if you get put in the body bag Unzip it yourself. Then go, surprise. And there, there we go. It's problem solved. I always think just throw something at the dead person. And if they flinch, then you know they're not really dead. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's just a natural response. Yeah. Tickle their feet. Or you can tickle them. Tickle yes. them. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. All right. Well, now it's time for a macabre contradictions. A story of a situation that could have been macabre, but turns out to be the opposite. A story to cleanse the mind, body, soul, and palate. Why don't you tell them more, Matt? Yeah, so, I mean, it's just, uh, it's real simple here. Yeah, so the same way, like, fate can reach out and cause, you know, destruction and horrible things. Like, what do we have here today? I'm trying to go back and look. Jumping out of a cruise ship, yeah, to your death, yeah, to either uh, argue with your woman, an, ar- an or argument that leads her. into that that point, and you happen to be on a cruise ship, so you jump out into the ocean, um, <laughs> checking, <laughs> body checking a window, and who know, and like, what do you know? The window pops right out of the frame, and you go plunging to your death. Uh, you know, the hand of fate reaches out like that, but sometimes it reaches out in a good way, mm-hmm. and it kind of. It kind of tickles the balls of reality. And so you got to appreciate those moments as well. Yeah. And so macabre contradictions is a celebration of when fate reaches out in a positive way and saves a life instead of ending one. Well said. Well said, friend. Thank you. I like the balls part. Mm -hmm. And this comes to us from Ethiopia. And I don't know what the year was. This is a cool story. Uh, Lions are often known for being majestic, but ferocious hunters. However, for a 12-year-old Ethiopian girl, these animals became her saviors after she was kidnapped by a group of four men. With the police on their trail, the kidnappers were on the, were on the move. However, their plans were thwarted when they encountered a group of lions who chased them off. These lions then stayed with the young girl until the police arrived. 
According to one policeman's account, quote, they stood guard until we found her and then they just left her like a gift and went back into the forest, end quote. Some experts believe that the girl's cries for help sound like cries from a lion cub. Oh, Which made the lion sympathetic. So if you're ever surrounded by lions or kidnappers, cry like a lion cub and mm-hmm. everything will just be fine. That and then story? insert uh, Simba singing yeah. here. Uh, yeah. Just can't wait to be king. Yeah. No, I mean, so, I think that's awesome that the lions like had that protective instinct. Yeah. And that they, also they could recognize like these guys are bad guys. And this this little girl is just needs help. Yeah. And protection because she's crying and this doesn't they seem don't see right. her. As, they're like, like as a threat, obviously, or as a food source. They see her like and get the impression of a lion. She's in danger. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had the protector. They had the ability to discern the police. Yeah, they, they are. So hmm. that the, they could leave the, her, the girl, in their custody. That's wild. And that they didn't try wild. to eat any of them. No, no, no none. Hmm. Dude, I saw one time this video is awesome. So this uh, elephant, like juvenile elephant, one, like, I mean, it's kind of middle, medium sized, uh, was stuck in a kind of a pit. It was kind of in the jungle. I think it was in like this was like in. Um, um, somewhere in like Southeast Asia. Okay. Okay. And they're using a, a bunch of people around it, like trying to make efforts to help the thing get out of this pit and rejoin its, um, the other, the, the other elephants. And so one of the guys has a crane or like a scoop, you know, uh, and finally they're able to get the thing up out of there and it runs to the other elephants. And then before they run off, like the two or one or two of the big elephants, like raises their trunk at the people and at first, people don't really acknowledge it, and the elephant turns for a second, then turns back, raises her trunk again, and the people acknowledge it, and they start cheering and hold their arms up, and then the elephant turns around, turned around, and like ran off in the forest. Like, yeah, dude, it was crazy. Like she was like acknowledging that they helped her cub get out of there. That's cool. And like was thanking them. That made me smile. I like that. Yeah. Uh, that elephant. You should very see. Smart. I'll, I'll, I'll after after this. I'll um maybe we can post it somewhere. Okay. Um, but I'll show you. He's on. YouTube elephants are super smart, dude. You know, like, oh yeah, I know you've seen like elephants from the circus who've been beaten. Then they just like one day they're just like fuck this guy and they just crush him with their fucking. Yeah, and it's like you never. Yeah. I mean, they're so they're such cool animals. They're very very smart. I saw a video of an elephant just destroy a tree for no reason. It was just like I'm gonna push this tree over, and it just snapped it right in half. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean they got like huge brains. Yeah, I guess. I guess I know they never forget. No, they don't forget anything ever. Yeah. Well, that's all we have today for Macabre Reality Bites. Another one bites the dust. But remember to follow, like, and share. We are on Facebook and Instagram at MacabrePod1. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E-P-O-D and the number Number one. one. Yes. And you can email us at MacabrePod1 the same way at gmail.com. We have a Patreon, so go ahead and go on there. Check that out. We have stickers to give away. All you have to do is review us, shoot us the review and a message, and we'll send them bitches out. Um, anything else you got, my Matt? No, just stay safe out there and uh, don't get your balls tickled by fate. That's right. Unless it's in a good way. That's right. So for the council, I am Josh, and we out this bitch. Stay safe out there and be careful not to find yourself in your own macabre reality. Oh, and uh, keep my wife's name out, out your, your fucking, fucking mouth. mouth. Bye.